Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. The brothers, for you and I to live for the kingdom of God, it's going to require a, a perspective shift, a new way of thinking, a new mindset. What in the world would it mean to pray, Thy kingdom come? Seek first the kingdom of God. Know that your home is in heaven and live as if that's your goal. What we've done in the past simply can't be done anymore. That we lived our life in a certain manner because it was basically a Christian world, a Christian culture that we're living in. That time, those times are over. It's not enough to be a believer. It's not. You, it is not sufficient for you just to believe and that's it. You cannot be a believer. Being a believer leads to being a follower. Instead of all these things we're worried about that consume our thoughts and our minds, instead of using your mental energy on that, instead, seek his kingdom. What in the world would it mean to pray Thy kingdom come. Well, gee. Yes, sir. It is February the 12th. And yes. We are having so much fun with yes. this Red Better Challenge. Absolutely. I mean, for 13, 14 years, whatever it's been that we've been doing this, I've loved it. But there is something very special about this year. It just, yeah. I don't know, it feels like the amount of dialogue that's happening around campus, the number of people that just approach me off, you know off the cuff and, and have yeah. a comment or a, an observation or something that maybe inspired them from Scripture, man, it's encouraging. Well, I just absolutely love it. I loved how I, Gordon came on the scene. Yeah. Like, we had him for BBOC, and we're like, wait a minute, we got Red Letter Challenge next week. Let's see if he can come out. And, <laughs> and what a gift Gordon's been to us. It's and almost like God knows what he's doing. We need to, like, maybe, yeah. Maybe? <laughs> maybe. I think he might know what he's doing. But here we are. This is our, our last week, you know, is you and I. Yep. Um, and, and this week uh, we get our first guests um, from the faculty and staff. But uh, before we do that, um, this is a pretty special week. Um, big day coming up on Wednesday. Arizona's birthday. Oh, yes. yeah. Arizona's, Arizona's birthday. birthday. Yes. Okay, I see where you're going. Yeah, or uh, Valentine's or Day Valentine's as well. Or Valentine's Day. Um, yeah. 1912, um, February 14th, Arizona became a state, gained their statehood. And uh, also this week, which is a little more important to me, on the on Thursday, I get to travel down to Imuris, to Kids' Kingdom, with one of our guests today, Mr. Mark Reiswig, our 8th grade Bible teacher. And he's joined in the International Podcast Studios with, with his wife, Kim. Mrs. Reiswig is here as well. So welcome. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Great yeah, to be here. You guys Thank are you. amazing. You're an awesome couple. We love having you on campus for so many reasons. But just your family is just precious. And the way you deport yourselves around campus is just such a stellar example for our kids to see. It's a stellar example for the superintendent to see, yeah. frankly. Well, well thank so you. It's a, it's a blessing you to be here. We love it. 
Yeah. So tell us about your family, uh, whatever you feel comfortable in. And you know what I want to do? I want to wind back the clock. I want to when and where did you guys meet? Hmm. Good question, Mr. Brown. Uh-huh. We met when I was teaching at Mountain Ridge High School. Okay. Spanish? Spanish, yes. Excellent. Mm. 2006. Yeah. Was Mark a student? No, 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 no. <laughs> Long story. He yeah. was a freshman. And, uh, <laughs> were you Were you working there too, Mark? No. So we met through a, a mutual acquaintance, someone that Kim had gotten to know uh, as a parent of one of her students and someone that I had met actually only one time. And so this person played matchmaker, tried to get us to wow. go on a blind date. We said no. And she said, well, how about you do a blind date at my house, have dinner at our family's house with our family? So we said, okay. And after the dinner, I asked him for her phone number, and the rest is history. Nice. We met in January. I proposed to her in May, and then we got married in November. Love it. Wow. But just recently, before that, I had had started praying. Because in my singleness, I had just been teaching and been a youth leader and just poured in where I could and going on mission trips every summer. That's what I did since I was a teacher and I could. So um, I had been praying for God to um, bring me somebody I could start serving alongside of because I didn't date around because I didn't want to waste my time or someone else's time. So I knew what I was, was looking for a godly man and that's would cover everything. What you found. Did you, were you going to Calvary? Yes. Okay, and were you Mark, or did you start going there with your... uh, So I had just gotten back from Thailand, being there for three years as a missionary. So I had returned in, like, October, and then Kim and I met in January. So I was kind of fresh off the field, so I was going back to my home church. Okay. But then we met, and then I started attending Calvary with her and was a youth leader with her, and then... Then we went back to California where I finished schooling up there. And okay. And then did then you go here. to City View, help start City View? So I was at, I started City, I started at City View um, after it was already about four years old. So okay. I got to come in after it had already been, you know, started to, to walk and talk and, and all of that. And yeah. but when it was still at the movie theater okay. back in uh, 2019, that's when I started there. These are two great churches. Uh, City View, yeah. I know, came out of Calvary. And yeah. what about your little ones? You have three amazing girls um, that run around here. Talk about them for a minute. Julia is a freshman this year, and Rebecca is in eighth grade. So she gets to have Mark as a Bible teacher, and Monica is in sixth grade this year. So they're loving it here, and it was an answer to Julia's prayer, actually, to come here because they didn't know Christian school existed because I— Early on, thought I would never bring my kids to a Christian school because I want them to be a light in the world. But God orders the steps, and He yeah. brought us here. Yeah. Amen. And yeah. Rebecca, yeah, Amen. And Rebecca will be here with Me- in Mexico with us this weekend. Yes, Mark, and and um, and you are our eighth grade Bible teacher. What 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 do you do here, Mrs. Reiser? I know, but share with our <laughs> listeners what your kind of position here is at the school. I teach third, fourth, and fifth grade Spanish. And that is totally, God put me there because I, first of all, never wanted to be a teacher and never wanted to teach elementary, but I love it. God gave me desires of my heart that I didn't know that I had. He put us where he wanted us to be and and we are so blessed by it. Excellent. Well, here's the here's the million dollar question. Yeah, Mark, how much Spanish do you know? Oh, not oh, enough. Mucho. Not I enough. know. I know. Mucho I can, uh, I can get around, but 
Not as much as I as I wish I knew. Well, let's find out this way, Kim. If you were to grade this student, <laughs> oh yeah, what what grade would you give him in terms of Spanish proficiency? Oh, oh I think that's a, a. Yeah. That pause right yeah, there. Yeah. An a minus. Oh. An A minus. Okay. Wow. Well done. Okay. Mark. Mrs. Rasmick is way nice, though. We know this. <laughs> um, I think that translates a, more into a B minus. Yeah. In well, Mr. Reiswick, you kind of threw some shade on me at chapel when you spoke a couple weeks ago, talking about languages. Oh. And you're like, yeah, your Duolingo streak doesn't mean anything. Are you at, And I have a 694-day <gasps> Duolingo streak. But It uh, does mean that you are committed, but well, it doesn't inc- always translate into the evidence of being able to speak it the does language. not and i agree with you on that and you encourage me to to, to talk to people and keep and i'm i do and that you are. i'm you just are. messing you with learn, you but you use what you know um, so fun to have you in our chapel um you got to preach twice this year in our middle school chapels and just yeah, it's awesome it's um, fun. and were you you were doing middle or elementary chapels last year right i did do a couple and i got to speak at the uh fifth grade science camp um oh, okay. last year that nice. was a blast almost so got snowed great. in <laughs> i remember that well, that's awesome. So we're, yeah. we're going to get, in a moment, we're going to get into Luke chapter 4. But I want to talk about what role God's Word plays in, in your home personally. Because mm. I think what's, what's interesting here is you guys aren't necessarily right now as a family moving through the Red Letter Challenge. But what you are doing is doing your own unique Bible study, and you do that as a family. Can you talk about that? What, what form does, does Bible study take in your home? I mean, from the beginning, we tried to, I mean, we didn't try, we we opened up God's Word with our girls, you know, even when they were, before they could read, before they could even talk, you know, so it was always part of our um, fabric, you could say, as a family to op- be opening God's Word. And, and But, you know, so more recently, it's it, the challenge is, okay, how do we continue to help God's Word become relevant to um girls who are teenagers or becoming teenagers. And so that's taken on different forms. And most recently, our church is going through the book of Revelation on Sunday. So we're um, opening it up during the week to talk about what we learned from Sunday and kind of see what's coming up. I mean, Revelation being one of those books that has a lot of directions, a lot of interpretations, but a lot more simplicity than I think we we usually see it as. But um, City View is doing a great job of walking through that. And um, really trying to help them, you know, not necessarily answer all their questions, but ha- be able to have questions, be able to talk about it, be able to um, also think about, you know, how, what does this mean for, for me? What does this mean for my life? And I think that's a, an important thing, especially as they become teenagers. You know, how does it relate to me? And also, what is the why? And I think that helps fuel their hunger for wanting to know more. Yeah. Yeah. And Mrs. Reiswig, um, not necessarily your family. This is your family as well. You're part of our NCS family. One of my favorite parts in elementary chapel is when all the kids stand up and, mm. and say a verse. So what's it been like integrating God's Word into your Spanish classes? That's been amazing because I could never do that at the public school. And it's just so refreshing and a huge blessing to hear them. And as they progress to fourth grade and fifth grade, at the beginning of class, I'll just say, okay, tell me your verse from last year. Tell me your verse from fourth grade. And they know it. And, yeah. and I just remember a verse. In Espanol. In Espanol, yes. And um, I remember the verse, um, hide God's word in your heart so I might not sin against God. It, or, and um, I just remind them to, to continue to, to memorize. They do memorize scriptures 
in English constantly, but I encourage them as they get older in eighth grade, they're going to get the opportunity to go to Mexico and to use it and to use it around here. We have um, someone that on our staff, Yessi, that, that works here that speaks Spanish. So I always encourage the kids, go tell her your verse, go speak to her in Spanish. Oh, and, cool. and it's awesome. And they also um, learn a worship song. So it's so awesome to hear them worshiping in Spanish class. And each year is a different song. So... So by the time they get to eighth grade, they know a couple of Spanish songs and well, that's kind something of Mark, familiar. That's your your encouragement to me, I actually try to talk to Yessie quite a bit. That's great. Um, with us, it's pretty fun to get to talk to her in, in her language. Mm. Yeah. So so you guys are are going through the Book of Revelation, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot here, Mark. Yeah. Are you presenting <laughs> pre-trib? Oh. Post-trib. Mid-trib. Mid-trib. Pan-trib. What's what's the the official Ricewig do, do, family? Does Jeremiah have the answers yeah. that you guys have figured it all out? You have to attend City View oh. Church this Sunday, and you will find yeah. out. Is that all part of the interview process the when, we, when we interview <laughs> Bible guys? Do we have yeah. an official? I don't remember. We do not. You have to. That yeah, question was not. not in the interview. Yeah. But there were some others. <laughs> I think it, the greatest question is, we'll all find out someday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I that was part of my interview. Was, yeah. was how you how you deal with things that maybe could have different answers. Oh, absolutely. And so what 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 the the chairman of the Bible department, Mark Young, at the time, and uh, this was kind of I actually said it correctly. I think you can present several views, and mm-hmm. and this is what I think and why. But it's one of those issues we're not we're not gripped tight on. So my exactly. favorite interview question. This is thirteen, fourteen years ago, whatever it was. Uh, it's a day long interview for superintendent, right? And so the technology guy, his oh, yeah. name is Gary Kaiser. <laughs> Mr. Kaiser rest in he peace. sits down with me, and I'm expecting, okay, Microsoft, Apple, what do you, you know, s- some operating system questions, maybe a student information system. Yeah. And his very first question, he looks at me across the table, and he says, "Okay, are you young Earth?" Or old earth. <laughs> and I was stunned. And I said, well, sir, I said, I believe that God created the earth in six 24-hour days less than 10,000 years ago. And he said, okay. You had Mr. And Kaiser's all, stamp of approval. Yeah. Know. yeah, Yeah. So that's Christian awesome. school interviews are a little different, aren't yes, they? Yes, <laughs> they are. You never know what to expect. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have been. So it's been great having both of you here You're now. And, and I know really um, Thank you. Mr. Brown's experienced the same thing. All, all of us in this podcast booth have had our... Our spouse is working here, and our kids mm-hmm. all here, and and what a what a gift that's been. That's amazing. Um, and you teach Bible. Yep. And uh, this week we're looking at Luke chapter four. Luke chapter four. Speaking and of the Bible, yeah, this thing kicks off with uh, with a punch in the gut. Yeah. The temptation of Jesus. As you guys, you know, as you look at, well, and maybe it's the temptation of Jesus that that jumps out to you, or maybe it's Jesus being rejected at Nazareth, or mm. you know, in here we have Jesus heals a man with a with a demon, which is an amazing thing, and uh, Jesus preaches in synagogues. But as you guys look at Luke chapter four, what jumps out at you? What what part of that chapter, as you reviewed and prepared for today, really hits you close to home? I wonder why it was 40 days and Mm. it only talks Mm. about three of the temptations and like what else happened that wasn't recorded what else did jesus have to go through through those 40 days and wow very patient very Mm -hmm. um self-controlled and what an example for us to follow and 
and the other thing is just when he went into the synagogue and everybody loved his teaching, everybody loved what he was saying, except for when he said something they didn't like, and then everything changed so quickly they wanted to push him over a cliff. And like what he went through for us is just in one chapter. Such an inter- yeah, because Luke chapter 4, verse 1 says this. It says, And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan. So he's just been baptized. And it says he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And so as we think about being led by the Holy Spirit, we think, well, he's going to take me to this wonderful place, this glorious thing's exactly. going to happen, and yeah. this and that. But no, not not necessarily, right? He was led into the wilderness for 40 days, and there he was tempted by the devil. Oh. Wow. That's a that's an opening. Last verse. week, Mr. Brown, you did talk about Lecto Divina. Yeah. And um and that's kind of what you did, Mrs. Um, Risewig. You put yourself in the story. Yeah. What what was that like? What how how did he feel? And that's uh that's a huge part of reading the Bible. Right. We, we kind of talk we have the the bird's eye ten thousand foot view. We don't understand it all, but we we know he's gonna feed five thousand people and all. we, we kind of know from Luke chapter two what the trajectory of his life's going to look like. They didn't know that. Exactly. And I just think of our, well, our students, especially middle school, high school, and just what an example to be able to bring them to when they feel rejected. Or maybe they, they've come into a friend group and they're, they're welcomed and things change over time. Friends change. People come and go. And then to feel rejection or to feel lonely and, mm. and all those emotions and we can go and say, okay, Jesus went through that same thing, that yeah. example. What And it was what, part of the plan. Mm. Right. You know, it yeah. wasn't an exception. He didn't step off off track. This was part of the plan that God had for him, his own son. Wow. Yes. Really good. Mark, what about you? What what jumps out at you from, from this chapter? I've always been, um, like, I don't know if fascinating is the right word, but I've always had my attention on these like wilderness moments in the Bible because they're they're all over Old Testament and New Testament, and this this idea that you kind of alluded to this, I mean it's like a something's about to happen, but you know the Spirit led Jesus to you know a less than ideal place, and yet usually what follows a wilderness situation is something amazing, whether it's the promised land or it's a, a new beginning or it's a new start or it's a breakthrough. And I know I've had those kind of wilderness moments in my life and oftentimes that's what follows, but it, it too, it's what you, what you do in the wilderness. And, you know, if you embrace it, if you, if you, if you look at it as preparation, if you walk through those tests, if you, if you uh, instead of trying to cut through it or shortcut it, but you say, "Okay, this wow. is part of the process," then the wilderness can become a blessing, knowing something's something's about to happen around the bend that I can't mm-hmm. see. Like you said, Mister G, where you you can just flip through the pages and see chapter six. Oh, it gets better, but when you're in it, you don't get to see what's around the bend. But knowing that God is, um, then I think we can trust those, um, trust Him rather in those wilderness times, knowing, "Ooh, something's." Something's coming. I don't know what. So I got to stay faithful. I got to stay in it. I got to embrace what's about to come. And obviously Jesus did that. I just it does fascinate me how he was able to patiently go through his earthly life, knowing what the end was, but embracing each day in all of its frustrations and all of its humanness and all of the uh, sinful people he had to be around. And yet he he took it on as his mission and he was faithful and obedient. Wow. Yeah. It's uh 
pretty crass saying, but in the army we say embrace the suck. Mm. And uh, a lot of have to do with training and uh, a lot of physical training. Yeah. And, uh, and, and really you see, you don't see it in the middle of it, but it is making you stronger. Yeah. And we do see that in scripture, right? Um, James says, consider all joy, my brothers, when you encounter many trials. Right. So, uh, I mean, to embrace those, it does, again, excuse my language. If there's little guys out there listening, yeah, Mr. G did say a bad word. <laughs> um, I'm really sorry, but, uh, embrace hard times and, yeah. uh, knowing they might not ever end, but they are making us who God made us to be. And uh, it's a weird dynamic, but we see other scriptures that said that that produces in us uh, an endurance Mm. and uh, other scriptures that say that Gordon shared with us. It gives us opportunities to help other people. Yeah. And in that wilderness, Gordon also talked about why he memorized so many of God's word, because in that wilderness, how, how did Jesus respond to Satan? Every single one of scripture with scripture that he knew. Yeah. Um, that he hid in his heart, Mrs. Reiswick, the, the scripture you mentioned. Well, and I think that's that's a point that Gordon made when, when he was here, is you look at these temptations, and what's unique to each of them is that the devil um, illustrates and, and shows us that he, too, knows the Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so familiarity yes. with the Word apparently is not enough. Right. There's got to be some level of application. And, yes. and not just application, but... Mark, you made a point earlier. I, I want to hearken back to it, uh, the issue of timing. You, mm-hmm. There's something you perceived as you looked through the temptations of Jesus in the wilderness. Can you share that with us? That's, that's really good. Yeah, I think it seems that each of these temptations, whether it was turn stones into bread or to be exalted or have dominion over the earth, like those were all things that were in some way or another were going to come to fruition, but not yet. And so it wasn't the time yet, and, and Jesus could have easily shortcutted God's plan, as we see time and time again. People in the Old Testament New Testament tried to shortcut God's plan or get ahead of God, and Jesus um, didn't because to do so obviously would have been a sin to accept those things from Satan instead of accepting them on, um, from God because Satan mm-hmm. was trying to, you know, he's as he does, he's trying to give Jesus the microwave version of his purpose. But God, um, I believe— chooses the crockpot as his method of choice in preparing good things for us. always tastes better, right? But God is slower in his plan, but it turns out for the good versus Satan was trying to give Jesus an opportunity to um, skip ahead to the end. Um, But it wasn't Jesus' time, and he knew that. And Jesus was a master at timing in his conversations and his calling of disciples and each of his teaching, when to start his ministry, Everything was about timing, and uh, I think we have a lot to learn so from I that. So I think that's such a powerful point. It is. is. That these, these temptations, there's nothing here that is necessarily, you know, you say, okay, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Each of the things that that Satan tempts Jesus with, you could say these are arguably, these are good things. And in fact, like so, for example, turning the stone into bread, Jesus does something very much like that when he, out of essentially nothing, right. makes bread and feeds the multitudes twice, once for a crowd of Jews, once for a crowd of Gentiles. And that's amazing. The issue isn't making bread from nothing or bread from stone. The issue is when? the timing. Yeah. And and that's one of the things you point out in Luke is that we'll see as we move through this book, we'll see the issue of timing show up several times. Yes. You know, We'll see it uh, with regards to... It, Jesus telling the the demons as they begin to say, "Hey, you are the son of David." Jesus says, "Hey, hold the phone. Yeah, you know this isn't quite the time yet." 
Right. And Jesus had a keen sense of his timing. And how often are we patient enough within our own walks to have that same sensitivity? We're, we're, I love your analogy, microwave versus yeah. crockpot. <laughs> crock <pot. laughs> Who That's doesn't powerful. want a hot pocket versus a, a <laughs> pot roast cooked for nine hours? Yeah. <laughs> Can we have both? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. This good is stuff. Good. Yeah, this yeah. is good. And and folks, we're just so happy that if you have not yet joined the Red Letter Challenge in the show notes today, uh, we've got some some links that will take you yeah. both to the page that describes the program that we're on. We've got the link to the Bible reading plan itself, yeah. and you can you can join us. It's never too late to pick up God's word. Never too late. Never Start too late. now. And I yep. uh, appreciate your prayers for Mark and Rebecca and myself and the 45 other NCSers yes. uh, heading down to Mexico on Thursday. That would be, uh, we would appreciate that. Yeah. And next week we're going to hear from our director of curriculum, uh, Mr. Andy Coley. That'll be good. And that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. But Mark and Kim, thank you guys for your yeah. for your ministry here on this campus. It's you know I knew Mark when we brought you over, I knew it was going to be amazing. I just knew that, but. Wow, it has been just off the awesome. charts. Yeah, your impact on the campus for both of you has just been amazing. So well, thank you. We thank appreciate you so you guys. much for having us. Nothing we would have ever imagined. God's timing is mm-hmm. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. It's about every day I see it in the breezeway. About this time that we're recording, there's Mr. and Mrs. Reiswick having lunch together, but constant stream of elementary kids come up to see Mrs. Reiswick and eighth graders come up to see Mr. Reiswick. So. Really is fun. Now, to one see of that. one of before we go, one of the ministries that, that Mrs. Reiswig has on campus is the ministry of banana bread. <laughs> yeah. And I want to just speak to this for real quick. I have never, in all my thirty years of education, I've never once told anybody when my birthday is. Kids ask me, and I'll say, I don't have a birthday. It's the oddest yeah. thing. There's one person with whom I will share my birthday, and that is Kim Reiswig because she makes this banana bread. I think. Oh. I suspect that maybe she made some kind of a deal with the devil. With the devil. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But I, it's uh, coming up, Mr. Brown's birthday. I know. It's coming yeah. up. I, February well, 24th. I got confused over Christmas. And I was, so I'm going through Christmas, and everybody's, you know, you get these nice, considerate gifts from everyone. Maybe you get a gift card or you get this. And I'm like, no. I'm yeah. holding out for the banana birthday bread. banana bread. And but we're getting down to the wire, and there's no banana bread showing up from, from the Rice Wig house. And I'm I so finally I just went to Kim. I said, I thought Christmas, don't I get banana bread or something? And she said, No, that's always on your birthday. But you know what yeah. she did? She went she made and you banana she bread. made me banana bread. Oh, I know bread. she I, I I didn't know that, but I know so that. So this is a really this is a double banana bread year. Maybe. <laughs> yes. It is. <laughs> so if you ever it. have the chance to get some banana bread from this yeah. week, you want love it. it. It's awesome. Guys, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys for all you do. Absolutely. Folks, thanks for listening to Kingdom Culture Conversations. We'll see you. Take care. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit. Regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.